Grab your Bibles. Grab your Bibles real quick. I got a little devotion for you. <clears throat> just, just a thought. Just a thought. Not going to be a full-fledged sermon uh, or message. Amen. No sermons. We don't do sermons around here. If you look up sermon in Webster's Dictionary, it says boring speech. <clears throat> There'll be no sermons at Temple. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Look in Philippians chapter number chapter number 3. And uh, we'll just read a couple verses, and I'll let you sit down. I just want to talk. I, I want to I want to reminisce a little bit. Uh, you know, sometimes that's fun, isn't it? And, and then sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's not. We're we're. I want to. I want to. If there was a title of the devotion today, it's just one word: looking, looking. Say it with me. Looking. Say it again. Looking. looking. All right. Let's look in Philippians three. Verse number 13, if you found your spot, say amen. amen. It says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Amen. I press, say that with me, I, I, press. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. If there's any question whatsoever, everything that we are, everything that we're about, everything that we have hope in, uh, everything that we rely on, it's all about Jesus. We couldn't be here without Jesus. We'd have no hope without Jesus. We'd have no peace without Jesus. We'd have no future without Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's not about our skill. It's not about our talent. And thank God for all of them. It's not about our giftings. It's all about Jesus. And all God's people say it. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings. Thank you for the blood of Christ that washes sin away. Thank you for the privilege it is to serve you. Thank you for the opportunity it is to see you do so many things in this place over the years. God, I'll praise you, and I'll thank you, and I'll give you glory and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> uh, just a thought. I, I just want to talk to you a minute today. Let's, let's do this. Let's do this. Uh, for, the, for the sake of the title, looking, uh, for just a minute, for just a minute, let's look back. Say it with me. Let's look. Let's look back. When I look back, uh, did anybody did anybody get to see the, the the pictures in the hallway? Did anybody stop and take a glance at the pictures in the hallway? If you did not see the pictures in the hallway, raise your hand. Good night in the morning. Stop by and see them. There is a skinnier, prettier version of me. Say amen. Seriously, stop by and see see all those pictures. It's amazing what God has done in the last twenty five years. I've only had the privilege of being here uh, seventeen years. And it has been a privilege. It has been an honor. It has been quite a ride. God has been incredible. And when I look back, when I look back, I, I was just thinking about all we wanted to do today and what I wanted to say today. And, and, and this is what I, what I see when I look back. The first thing I saw was mistakes. Mistakes. William, how many times? There's so many things. I look back. I look back. Man. I look back at my kids. And I said, man, I wish I could do that over. Man, I wish, I wish, there was somebody put something on Facebook. 
and said, if you take the red pill, uh, you could go back 25 years and start over. If you take the blue pill, you get $20 million instantly in the bank. And you know what? I'm telling you, without question, I take the red pill. I mean, without question. Not even, not even having to think about it. Boy, there's so many things I would have done different. So many, so many things I would have done different. Mistakes. I look back at things I've said that I wouldn't say again. Maybe things said in arrogance. Maybe things said in ignorance. Well, I wouldn't say them again. Y'all with me? The other day, I had to look up a, 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 a message I did several years ago, and, and there were some thoughts I wanted to get from it, and, and, and I was listening to it, and I thought, Dear God, I was mean as a rattlesnake. Why in God's name would people come listen to that? I have no idea. Amen. Mistakes. Boy, we would have done things different. So many things we tried that didn't work. And, and, and I'll tell you this. There's a blessing about Temple. Uh, we have the mentality. I don't know if we grow into this or we just whatever it is, God's helped us with this. But if it don't work, we'll shoot the horse and bury it. Say amen. We're not afraid to change. We're not afraid to do something different. We're not afraid. We're not going to stick in no, no rut. We're not going to get stuck somewhere. Hey, we, we've done several things that did not work. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Mistakes. You know what? Paul said this, forgetting those things which are behind. And I, I tell you this, guys, don't get stuck in your mistake. Don't get stuck in your mistake. One of the greatest tools of Satan is our own mistakes. He will hold them against you. He will remind you of them. He will tell you when you try to pray. He will tell you when you try to serve. He will tell you when you try to go forward. He'll tell you when you try to start all over. Oh, look what you... Listen, forgetting those things which are behind. The blood of Christ will wash your sin away. The Bible says His blood will purge our conscience from dead works that we may serve a living God. He doesn't purge our conscience so we can sit in the mully grubs. He doesn't purge our conscience so we can go into a depression. He doesn't purge our conscience so we can quit on God. He purges our conscience. He washes our sin away so we can go forward with God and go in God with a good conscience. Say, so I know what you did. I say, ain't me no more. You say, you're not what you ought to be. I might not, but I'm not what I used to be. And I'm not what I'm going to be. Amen. I got to hurry. It's a devotion. Amen. How many of y'all will be honest with me today? When you look back, you see some mistakes. Isn't Isn't it a good thing that your mistakes are behind you? I mean, up until this point, right here, every mistake you've ever made is behind you. That's great, isn't it? But thank God, God, God can handle mistakes. He can deal with that. Even if my neighbor can't, he can. <clears throat> Even if your family can't, he can. Amen? I look back, I look back and I see mistakes. But then, then I look back and I see some precious memories. Precious memories. I want to I share just a few of them with you today. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles 
never dreamed in a million years that we would get to see what we see. If you haven't been here that long, <clears throat> you don't know all the miracles that was in them pictures. I mean, just miracle after miracle after miracle. 
God showing himself so real, so strong, so unbelievable. Man, precious memories. Precious memories. But you know what? We got to look this way. It's cool to look this way and see what God's already done. It's cool to look this way and see the miracles that he's already performed. But A.D., if we get stuck this way, we're, we're going to be in a rut. There's churches all over America who can't get out of the past. They can't get over what God did back so-and-so. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. That's great. All those things are great, but they're in the past. We're in a new day. We're in a new time. And here's the thing. You say, preacher, are we just going to look back? No, we're going to look back for just a little bit. Just a little bit. But then we're going to look ahead. Say that with me. We're going to look ahead. Forgetting those things which are behind, I press toward the mark for the prize. I'm going this way. I'm going this way. Are you all with me? The windshield's in the front. We're going this way. Now, when we go this way, this is what I see. We saw back there, we saw mistakes, and we saw memories, great memories. But this way, I see opportunities. I see opportunities. I see opportunities of service. I see opportunities for God to show himself real. I see opportunities for more miracles. I see opportunities for people to see their lives being put back together. I see opportunities for people to be used by God, for God to get the glory, for people to get help, and people to get uh, healed up, and God to use you to do it. Man, there is great opportunity. It's an amazing thing. We're having our pre-launch meeting for our new campus and, 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 and new church out in Fairview. And, and they were feeding yesterday and, and, and giving out hamburgers and hot dogs and inviting people to come. And they said several, several people stopped by. They didn't need a hamburger or hot dog. They just wanted to tell us, thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. What is that? It's an opportunity. Listen, our best days are ahead, not behind. We don't need to sit in the mother and say, oh, those were the days. Those were the No, that was the days, and that's wonderful. But we're going to greater days. We're going to greater times. We're going to see God in a greater way. All I see is opportunity. It would be very easy to be negative. I'm telling you, it would be very easy to be negative because we have a bunch of needs. We've got a bunch of uh, positions that need to be filled in every area there and here. And it'd be very easy to be negative. But we got to look and be like the shoe salesman that went to the dark continent. <clears throat> Listen, one went and came back and said, nobody wears shoes. There's no market over here. And old, old Johnny from the deep south, from Alabama, they sent him over there. And he sent back a note and said, hey, send all the shoes you can. Ain't nobody got any over here. So how are you going to look at it? Are you going to look at it? Hey, say, man, I'm feeling a little preach right now. Hey, man. What great opportunities lie ahead. God wants to use you. Listen, and he don't have to. He, do, do you get that? He don't need any of us. When, when Here's the way this works. Who, who, who turned one last lunch 
into a smorgasbord that fed thousands. Who did it? Who did it? Who did it? But who served them? If you go read the story, Jesus took the lunch, blessed it, and break it, and did not give it to the people. He gave it to the disciples. He didn't need them, but they got in on it. He don't need us, but he lets us in on it. Are y'all with me? Check my clock. Amen. I'm good. I'm good. Opportunities. And by the way, by the way, I think I think sometimes I think sometimes we communicate the wrong idea when it comes to encouraging service. I think we communicate the idea that we need some help, so you need to get on board. And I, and I, and that's true. But that's not what we need to be communicating. This is what we need to communicate. Somebody can experience a real miracle through your effort. I don't have anything. You don't need anything. Say, what do you need? You need availability. You need surrender. You need to say... Here am I. Send me. The need is great, but the supply is greater. Say amen. Listen, opportunity. Say that with me. Come on, everybody. Say it with me. Everybody say this. I have a great opportunity to see God do something great in my life. You believe that? Amen. We're looking ahead. We're looking ahead. We look behind, we see, we see mistakes, but we see memories. We look ahead, we see opportunities. But not only opportunities, I see some obstacles. Ever since, ever since we started this journey with this, this new church plant and everything, uh, it seems like the devil has done everything he can to stop it. He's done everything he can to discourage He's tried to throw obstacles in the way. He's tried to do, I mean, in, in, the, in the smallest, smallest details that you would think is insignificant, uh, uh, just, just it would, how many of y'all know, how many of y'all know one enthusiastic flea can drive a dog crazy? Come on, raise your hand. How many of y'all know that? All right, the devil knows how to nitpick you. He doesn't do something big because then you know it's him. He just does little bitty things to drive you crazy, to irritate the fire out of you, to get you aggravated, to get you where you're not in the spiritual mood you need to be in to worship God. And I I could just give you a list. But every time I see that, I'm thinking, this must going to be good. Because the devil doesn't fight something that's insignificant. The devil doesn't fight people that are insignificant. And when I say insignificant, I don't mean your worth. I'm talking about you ain't doing nothing. Why should he extend and expend effort and energy on people that's no threat to him? 
A, a young preacher asked John R. Rice, says, why do you talk about the devil's always messing with you? He said, son, if you jerked his tail as much as I did, he'd mess with you too. And apparently, we're messing with him. Apparently, that area out there is a stronghold, and he don't want us getting in it. So there's going to be obstacles. You say, why are you saying that? Because I don't want you to go into this thing with, with blindfolded. I don't want you to go into this thing with false understanding. Jesus said, while you're in this world, you're going to have tribulation. But, hey, be of good cheer. I've overcome this world. There's going to be problems. There's going to be things that don't work. Listen, uh, stuff is going to happen. Let me, just, let me just tell you now, stuff is going to happen. Things aren't going to work right. People are not going to do what they're supposed to do. People are not going to show up. When Brother Dustin first started working here at the church and, and helping here at the church and organizing and planning and doing all that stuff for me, uh, he, had, he had no concept. He had no concept of people. I don't know if you know this or not, but he was a robot. <laughs> Must follow rules, regulations, right at your, you know. I'm sorry, I hope he ain't in the building. I don't know. Maybe he's administrating somewhere, amen? Oh, he's in the corner. I remember when he come to me, frustrated, just aggravated. I said, Doc, what's wrong? He said, why won't people just do what they say they will do? They said they would do this, but they're not doing this. Why won't they do this? And I, <laughs> you thought they was? They signed up, and they didn't show up. And some didn't sign up, and they showed up. I said, well, slide them in the slot of those that didn't show up. Amen. What am I saying? People are just people. Everything, stuff happens. Obstacles are going to happen. Problems are going to happen. It's just part of life. So don't get wigged out. Listen, the mark of a man is not what he can accomplish. It's what comes against him, and he can still do what he needs to do. It's not what he can do. It's what it takes to stop him. I don't know if y'all seen the one, about the third or fourth picture in. Uh, there was, a, there was a, a, a picture. I was, on the, I was on the roof nailing down some tin on that other building over there. Me and Brother Smitty and I think, uh, 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 Dustin, I think it was your uncle was the other one in that picture. Well, not long after that, uh, I was trying to share vision. <clears throat> I was trying to share vision, and, uh, and, and, and we was down there on the hill, and this used to be a hill right here. This used to be a hill, and, and there was about five or six guys up there with me, and they'd been here a long time or before I came, and they was older gentlemen, and, and I, said, I said, guys, can't you see a 500-seat auditorium up on that hill? And I'm waiting for positivity, and I'm waiting for excitement. I'm waiting for them to catch the vision and see, yeah. Oh, man, I'm ready for some, yeah, let's get them, preacher. And I didn't, I, I didn't get that. I said, can't y'all see it? And this was the exact response. Nope. 
And I was like, and in my head I'm saying, I know you didn't just say no. They said, it's just a lot of churches in Coleman, and, it's just, and they were serious. They'd, been going, they'd gone through a discouraging time. It's hard to be positive when you're discouraged. It's just too many churches. It's just too hard to build a church in Coleman. You know what? That has stopped a lot of people. It would have. And you know what it did? It made me mad. And in my head right now, I said, well, you're going to see one. Listen, don't let nothing stop you. Don't let discouragement stop you. Don't let, if you think, oh, I just don't have what it, yeah, yeah you do. If you got Jesus, you got what it takes. Don't let the obstacle stop you. We've looked back, we've looked ahead. We better not look anywhere without looking up. What happens when we look up? I see promises. What promise? On this rock, I will build my church. By the way, those words are in red. Say, what if it fails out there? That's his problem. This is not my church. This is not my building. You are not my people. I get the privilege and honor to serve you and and, and be the under-shepherd, but I'm not the great shepherd. He said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He also said this, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. I will be a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. He will be a refuge and strength and a very present help in the time of trouble. He said he would provide all our need according to his riches and glory. What are you going to do with the obstacles? I'm going to look up. I think too many times, even here recently, some of our staff people, uh, Brother Josh, would you agree sometimes we've been looking too much this way, trying to fix it on our own. When we see the obstacle, first thing we need to do is, all right, Lord, what next? You said you would put people in the field. This is your harvest. You said us to pray the Lord of the harvest that he'll send laborers into his harvest. When I look up, I see promises. When I, when I look up, I see his provision. <clears throat> I can't tell you how many times I wish to God I'm out of time for my devotion, but uh, uh, I, I wish I could tell you the times that God's just provided. God, is, God has blessed Temple in an immense way. But I'm telling you, I was here when there wasn't even enough offering to pay my salary. And I have seen God move on every side. Somebody say Amen. God's provisions are real. Listen, he said, I will supply. When I look up, I see his, I see his presence. With his presence, you're in the majority. I don't care if there's 2,000 here or two. I love, I love preaching to a bunch of people. It's cool. It's nerve-wracking, but it's cool. But I've preached in a room with one widow lady standing right in front of me. Because that's all who showed up. So what'd you do? I preached like there was a thousand in the room. It was in a low-income housing in the, in the community center there. It was one of my, my, my services we would have while we was in college. People was walking by, and here I was throwing down. 
And she is having a big time. And you know what? What's the point? Whether it's one or a thousand, or two thousand, or four thousand, or ten thousand, you don't make the majority. He does. We feel his presence. We have his protection. We experience his power. Acts 1.8, but ye shall receive power. Say it with me. Ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Say, so what about the obstacles? Don't matter if you got the power. Just keep your eyes on the opportunities. When you run into the obstacle, look at Jesus. Focus on him. Focus on him. Consider him, it says. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. He's the one started this. He's the one going to finish it. He's the one kicked you off in the beginning, and he'll be there at the checkerboard. Amen? At the, at, the, at the finish line to welcome you home. Can we give God praise and glory for 25 years at Temple Baptist Church? Amen. Let's all stand. Everyone stand. Everyone stand. Here, here's, here's the invitation. Here's the invitation. What opportunity are you going to take advantage of? Who is going to experience a miracle because they were willing to do what, whatever? <coughs> what time's the pre-launch meeting, Brother Dustin? One o'clock. If God's been dealing, I, I, I can't tell you how many people I've heard say, well, I, I've been praying about it, I've been praying about it. One o'clock. At some time, you've got to put some feet to your prayer. One o'clock in the gym, pre-launch meeting. We're going to be talking. <laughs> in, in, hey, <laughs> y'all remember them little irritating things I said about the devil? Uh, listen, you say, "Well, I, I just don't feel like God wants me to go to Fairview." Well, maybe God wants you to take someone's spot that's going to Fairview. Yeah. But whatever, He wants you doing something. So here's our invitation. We're going to pray right now. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I want you to be totally honest with God. I want you to be totally honest with God.